Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Greens. I hope you're all well. We are living in a time then when comic book adaptations are at the forefront of cinema and 2020 has been no different. Despite there being no Marvel projects being released in this calendar year, there has been 10 other comic book adaptations that have been released in 2020. So, with three days left of the worst year imaginable, this here is my ranking of all 10 comic book adaptations released in 2020 from the worst to the best. A couple of things before we get started, this is just my opinion. I would love to hear what you guys think about this. A lot of people are massive fans of comic book films now, so this will spark a really, really nice and lively discussion. Let me know what you thought the best film was in 2020 that was adapted from a comic book uh, over on my Instagram FRC underscore podcast where you can see everything that's going to be coming up this week on the channel some massive massive rankings are coming up as we get to the end of the year and also at the end of the week there's going to be a big big review of course so this is basically uh, what I thought was going to be uh, the best film watching them. I have not seen every single comic book adaptation uh, this year. So obviously people's list will be much longer or much shorter depending on what you have watched this year. But I feel like I've watched a good chunk of films. I really, really enjoy superhero films and comic book adaptations. So I really, really hope that you guys can uh, respect my choices because I definitely will respect yours. There's nothing more to say, so let's get into the ranking of all 10 comic book adaptations released in 2020 from the worst to the best. Coming in at number 10 is Superman Red Sun, the 37th installment in the DC Universe animated originals is extremely disappointing for me. It focuses on a political action film rather than a superhero animation, so that will not be approachable at all to the target audience because young kids just want to see superheroes and supervillains fighting against each other and, of course, their hero winning. His cast and well-known characters are really, really underdeveloped and does not have a lot of screen time, but in the time that they do, they've gone for really, really alternate uh, storylines that just nobody cares about. It's nice to see this character have a solo film that's adapted from a well-known and original comic, but I definitely thought it was more of a country versus country battle with Superman hanging in the middle trying to make the perfect choice. For me, that's not something I want to see from a comic book superhero movie. Coming down at number 9 is Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. An action-packed origin story based on the popular villain has had a lot of different adaptations. He was in uh, Arrow Season 2 as a predominant villain and then he showed up at the end of Justice League in 2017. So the, we know a lot about this character but not very much of his origin story. Something that's really, really uh, identified in this movie. Something that I think is a really, really positive idea. It's, resem- it's resemblance and builds up an origin story is it, fantastic as the movie continues and it really has explosive action uh, definitely something that is not massive with uh, CGI but you know definitely fantastic fights hand-to-hand combat something that really really intrigues me as the film goes on however they do have different villains in each act making it hard to really 
um, you know, care for a villain and care for their motives, and can be a bit rough around the edges, especially with how the story progresses into the third act. I did enjoy this movie, but there are eight much better comic book adaptations I had to put higher than this one. Coming down to number eight is Batman Death and in the Family. The first ever DC animated interactive experience is completely original and groundbreaking. The fact that audiences can make their own decisions about how the plot and the story develop is actually fantastic because it's something new and has such a massive fan participation in the overall film and what you are watching. A well-known story mixed with a decent cast actually allows the story to tell itself and its short runtime allows the fans to focus on the character development and the story. However, the choices that you make are very, very basic. So it, you honestly feel like in the production leading up to this film, they give you not a lot of options to go into the film. So honestly, you personally feel like that really? Is that all it? And the runtime needs to be much longer because these characters needed to have a lot more different decisions. It was nice to see some of the animated shorts that occurred at the end, but there were far too many. It didn't link to the overall focus of Batman and the story that was going on inside of the main titular, titular story. Coming at number seven is Bloodshot. Vin Diesel stars as the enhanced super soldier in the first instalment of the Valiant comic universe. This one was very, very difficult for me to where to put it because I actually see a lot of positives, something that not a lot of people will look at when they watch the movie. It delivers on action, excitement, a strong comic book origin story because you understand this character, where he came from before he was a hero to when he was developing his powers. Diesel really is a perfect candidate in the title role. He looks and he acts very much like a bloodshot and a killer because the dark and bleak sort of comic book that you, uh, that's been adapted here really, really fits into his style of acting. However, it really lacks a strong villain and was chaotic at times with plot points that were easily forgotten. But when you come to the end of the movie and in the final act, you have to remember and care about them plot points because they shove it in your face while the whole final battle is going on. It's a very, very messy movie and is a massive, mediocre attempt. If you look at the MCU and the start they had with Iron Man, and particularly with the DCEU with Man of Steel, for me, it's a very, very mediocre attempt at building a cinematic universe. Just missing out on the top five is The Old Guard. Charlize Theron stars in a Netflix original action movie. And this is okay. It's something different. I think when you look at films that have characters that have not got powers, not got super suits, it's definitely very, very difficult to uh, say, yes, this is from a comic book. The action sequences are really, really spy-based, and, you know, they, do, they don't really repeat certain stunts. They become incredibly original in their action sequences. Uh, Ferron does really well to bring these dark and gritty characters to life, and it has such a concrete storyline that you you have to care about all of these characters and their motives from minute one. However, the trailer does reveal a lot about the film and it feels restricted by its budget and stereotypes within the genre. I felt like they had the potential to go all out of it and create massive, massive um, high-end crazy action sequences, but the budget just did not let that happen. That was something that was really, really frustrating for me because I think it had massive, massive potential. Coming down at number five is Superman, Man of Tomorrow. The Man of Steel in 
voiced by Darren Chris in this director video animation is an entertaining film which focuses on a part of Superman's character arc that we've not really seen yet on screen. The voice cast is well known and, and voiced these really, really well known characters that die hard comic book fans will enjoy. What I mean by that is that they don't look at characters and say, okay, these are completely new, we're going to chuck these in and see what happens. What they actually do is that they actually look at their concrete big super, Superman characters and explore them in different situations. I, I do think it has a running time issue. I don't personally think it, it should have been that short. I think it had potential to you know, extend some, some uh, characters and their arcs. And graphic violence definitely comes into this, particularly uh, at the end. That makes it, you know, not look looked at the same way by the target audience. You try to build a film for kids, and this one is definitely, you know, a, a much older, you know, a more mature comic book adaptation uh, because of its graphic violence. Coming out number four is the New Mutants, the thirteenth and final X Men movie. Uh, was really really divided a lot of fans. This. This one in other people's rankings could be lower than 9 or 10, but even higher than 3 and 2. The reason why I put it at 4 is because I think it did some fantastic things really, really well, but it has some really notable differences we have to talk about. The action scenes were excellent, and the subtle horror elements paid good respect to the comics. I felt that the small cast allowed these characters to really, really feel developed and they really drove the plot with the decisions that they were making. However, the pacing was far too quick and the X-Men were not really interesting with their powers because if you read the comic books, they have some X-Men have some really, really cool and interesting powers I really would have liked to see. And they picked these five, which were really, really generic and stereotypical. There wasn't really a substantial villain as it kept changing every half an hour so you felt like you had to focus on a different villain and their intentions against the heroes. So whilst this was very very entertaining it was also frustrating and this, this had to be absolutely fantastic and it just wasn't. Missing out on the top two is Wonder Woman 1984. The Amazon Warrior returns in in the ninth film of the DCEU and this one is actually very very different to its original film. I put the first film on such a pedestal as probably being the best film in the DCEU. I think it lacked the same themes and intentions of you know die-hard action origin story but it, it had a very, very different message and focus for the titular character. Godot looks brilliant in the role and understands the character's motives and the decisions that she tries to make. She doesn't always you know, try and kill the, the villains, she's trying to bring them into better people. Uh, Pascal is fantastic in the role of Maxwell Lord, and Christian Wig has a very, very clear character development throughout the three uh, you know, parts of the movie. However, that action is heavily replaced by character development and the new tone does not match any other DCEU project. So you feel the continuity of a Wonder Woman character doesn't really feel right here. Missing out on the top spot for me is Extraction. Yes, this is a comic book adaptation. Uh, this was actually adapted from a comic book called See You Dad by Andy Parks. So hence why this is on this list. Now I didn't know it was a comic book, um, you know, adaptation graphic novel, but it 
was absolutely fantastic, hence why it is number two on this list. It's such a die-hard action film and not not the one that we have at Christmas that dedicates every scene to great hand-to-hand combat massive explosion and Chris Hemsworth just shooting every single villain in the face Hemsworth really drives the movie with some great Bollywood actors as well um you know finding their dedicated genre and allowing you know their presence to be known inside of the film um I think the biggest thing about this being a die-hard action movie is the director is actually a stunt coordinator so the action sequences can feel a little bit repetitive but the the way that his directorial style allows us to feel like we're in a video game and controlling these characters really really excites me and was a big big surprise because i thought it was just another netflix original film that was being released across 2020 and it absolutely blew my mind with its potential but coming in at number one is birds of prey marco robbie returns as the queen of gotham in the eighth film of the dceu this is a really really solid entry and it was actually a massive massive surprise for me because the trailers didn't excite me as it as it possibly should have done for a superhero movie I was actually a massive, massive fan of Margot Robbie inside of the Suicide Squad film. And she gave this same fun and comedic performance and gave that amount of energy that had to be in this movie to drive the film forward. The cast of The Birds of Prey uh, allowed the film to introduce more of DC's big, big back catalogue of characters and something that we've not really seen yet on screen. Uh, Yes, they definitely do feel a little bit underdeveloped, especially with having, you know, Harley Quinn, this character that we know and care about inside of the film as well. Um, What I really thought was fantastic is that the organisation of the story was very, very similar to the way that this character is approached. What I mean by that is that the character of Harley Quinn is, you know, is very, very you know crazy and and you don't have a clue what she's going to say from one minute to the next and you and that's exactly what the film was like it was so jumpy and you know definitely very very different but it got away with it because you know that this character is is fantastic and much crazy I think a lot of people were going into this film with a lot of trepidation because so many people actually don't like the first Suicide Squad film so this definitely brought this character to be a standout performer and possibly one of the big, big characters that DCU, the DCEU have. So that is it for my ranking of all 10 comic book adaptations that were released in 2020. Obviously, these 10 films will be put uh, against the other films I've seen this year in a massive ranking. There'll also be a ranking of all of the TV shows I watched watch that we've premiered in 2020 a little bit shorter but of course it'll be a lot fun to get a tv ranking as well inside of the channel check out all the other podcasts as well uh, the support has been absolutely fantastic i've said this so many times on the podcast already so i really really hope that you guys are interested in films and tv show i really really hope that you are i don't know what my next podcast will be about but it'll be something that you love see you in a bit